0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of All By The Popcorn. I'm Emily.
0: And I'm Alessandra.
1: And today... We are talking about the letter H in our alphabet movie series which is Hail Caesar exclamation <laughs> point.
0: Hail, comma, Caesar exclamation yes.
1: point. Yes. <laughs> Hail, <laughs> Caesar exclamation point. Yep. Um yep, it's a uh, a movie by the Coen brothers and uh this is what uh this is not recent. This is a uh,
0: 2016. 20, it's 2016. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, eh. I don't um, know. I don't know
1: what's recent anymore.
0: Yeah. I mean, we definitely have waited for four years to watch this movie, which, you know, is like sad on our part because we've been wanting to watch it for four years. <laughs> I know.
1: Like, did it just never go to theaters? Like, why did we never see this in theaters? Did it just come and go? Like, I, mean, I don't even remember.
0: 2016, we were pretty busy. February. Um, February. Yeah, February, we were I was still in college, so I was, I just had no time. Yeah, Um, I guess so. We also didn't have the podcast yet, so. No, so we were kind of just (laughs) seeing
1: things when we saw things.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, uh, but honestly, I did have a lot of thoughts about this movie, and watching it was fun. Um, It was great because it was on Netflix. Yes. And I I had a rough idea of what this movie was about, like, because of the trailer. But, like, I don't know. It definitely was pretty much exactly the way I thought it was going to be. I wasn't
1: expecting quite, like, all the twists and turns that kind of happened. Um, I mean, it... From what I vaguely remember of the trailer, it kind of—I think the trailer mostly circles around George Clooney's character getting kidnapped. Yeah, and it's just—I thought this movie was gonna was gonna be more around George Clooney, and it really wasn't. No, um, so that so that kind of um, surprised me. Um yeah. and just and just how many people were in this movie? I guess I just forgot. <laughs> like I thought this movie yeah. just had George Clooney and and scar and ScarJo in it. <laughs> like, yeah,
0: I didn't, I didn't know. I, I
1: didn't, forgot that all these other people were in it
0: (laughs) there's a extremely like like wonderful cast in this movie like definitely yes a remarkable cast i definitely agree with that and like every actor you see is like great i love this person you know even down to allison pill um yes exactly so i think you know in terms of that it was really enjoyable to watch I just feel like, personally, I don't think I'm going to watch this again anytime soon because I just didn't really get, like, a whole lot of enjoyment watching this movie. I thought it was, like, a little bit slow and there just wasn't enough of, like, the fun stuff that I wanted out of this era. Do you know what I mean? I
1: am so glad you said that because... I was like looking at the Metascore and looking at the reviews and people loved this movie. And I, I am, I'm in the same boat, dude. Like, I don't think I'm going to watch this movie again, either ever, or just in a really long time. Like, and it's weird because I liked this movie, not as a whole but by each scene given yes. to you.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I agree.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I loved every scene yeah. individually yeah, as I, its own as its own little collective story.
0: Right, right.
1: But but not as a whole. I thought it was all over the place and it needed a bit more structure.
0: Yeah, like we were supposed to be following Josh Brawlin as this like movie studio um head and who was you know, great.
1: I wish it was mostly... I wish it was more <laughs> around him and that all the other actors were kind of, you know, extra stories in the background that he had to deal with. But because it kept leaving him as the main figure and going to these other actors as, as their own point of view,
0: yeah. it was very
1: confusing. It was so confusing.
0: Yeah. Um, I, that's definitely a Coen Brothers, like, deal, though. Like, Is they, it okay? They, I, it's been a while
1: since I've seen one, I think.
0: Like, they, they really love to position characters like equally kind of kind of like they've got several main characters and you follow those stories equally so i would say for this movie we've got josh brawlin's like like if this movie was split into thirds it would be josh brawlin george clooney and alden Ehrenreich as like the leads right so yeah because they had the most screen time um, out of any of the other characters. So, it's kind of crazy that we see on the front of this poster, like, all of these people who are in the movie, you know, we've got, you know, Ray Fiennes and, and ScarJo and, um... Jonah
1: Hill and Channing Jonah Hill Tatum. and Channing
0: Tatum, but we have no Alden Ehrenreich, who is literally, like, a main character of this movie. Like, I know he's not a big name, and that's why they didn't stick him in here but like i w- like i totally like think that because we had like literally two scenes with scarjo and two scenes with like and like one scene with um jonah hill like i just i they're like side characters like i wouldn't really count them as like really inherent to the story at all but no not at all you know, I think they they have to portray it in a certain way, and they have to like present it as like, oh, here's a movie with these people. Even even Tilda Swinton had more of a a character development in her two two characters than Scarlett Johansson did in the entire movie. I mean, Scar was in two scenes, like it was exactly yeah. You know, I and I love. I would have liked more. Like, I really wanted more ScarJo in this movie. I wanted more Tilda Swinton. Um, I even wanted more of that Veronica Osario, who played Carlotta. She was amazing. Like, I really, really liked her. Like, I think definitely having the the more female, like, involvement would have made this a little bit better.
1: Yeah, it almost seems like this should have been, like, I, I haven't seen the new show, Hollywood, on Netflix and mm. I don't think I plan to since no. the makers of Glee made it. Yeah. Um so I'm f- not going to bother at all. Um in fact, I'm going to step as far away from that as possible, but I feel like <laughs> this storyline could have maybe been like that kind of Hollywood show with like the drama and the and the execs and the yeah. I don't know, the corruption that they were trying to bring up like with Yeah. um even though we were dealing a lot with uh that um, what is it? That group, the future, the co- the communists.
0: Yes, the communists. Um, yes, <laughs> yes. They Which... they were like a humongous part of this movie.
1: They were, and they were. Again, I liked their scenes as they were given to us, but in the whole direction of the film, they they really weren't brought up enough. But one thing I do like is this. Um, <laughs> is this kind of trend of making Channing Tatum like the like the crazy twist character like (laughs) we see him uh he was in the hateful eight
0: yeah that's true right uh,
1: yeah as like the outlaw brother and then he's and then he's the communist leader in this one um which I I thought was really funny
0: yeah he was a strong like he was only in two scenes and he was strong in those scenes like the dance number that we got with him was so great and so this funny. It was amazing. It um was fantastic. It was just, you know, the, I thought that, yeah, like, I agree, like, there was every, like, individual person in this, like, all the little characters in this were so fleshed out and beautiful and, like, excellently portrayed by the actors who played them. But, yeah, I agree. Like, the whole thing as like, a, a tapestry. I felt, like, there really wasn't that that much of a kooky, fun, like, string through line with everything. You know, like, I do really like the Coen brothers, and I'm not saying this is the, their worst movie or anything, because it was fine. No,
1: definitely not. Yeah, yeah, it was... It had it had a really great... It had a great story. I Like, I wanted to know more. I really mm-hmm. liked Josh Berlin's character the most, and mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to see more of him. He was... He seemed almost fully fleshed out but like not fleshed out enough like we kind of got yeah, little glimpses yeah. of him yeah. like with his faith and his family and his job and you know the temptations that were kind of happening all around him that would have been a really great thing to kind of develop more and get more of
0: yeah I agree um he honestly kind of seemed like unrealistic to me because of the fact that we you know like studio execs are not typically portrayed in this way you know like i feel like he definitely was a workaholic but they're they're typically presented as kind of the bad guy in a lot of movies like if we're gonna go back to you know even um singing in the rain you know the the execs are not the like best like I they're like anti-heroes in a sense like they're just not the most moral people they kind of just are they treat they treat others like they're um they're just pawns you know like to make money basically in in the yeah. machine and because that's how it is but it just kind of it's it felt like too relaxed to me like his character just felt a little bit not not strung up enough like he was just too nice to me like even though he would like slap people around and at the end, he yelled at George Clooney, which was great. Um, it just kind of seemed like he wasn't harsh enough, you know?
1: Yeah. Um, I agree that when we kind of see execs in these types of roles, they are, yeah, they're usually lacking morals. Or they can even kind of just be pushovers. Like, they're just super stressed out mm-hmm. pushovers that kind of just do what they're told because they can also be puppets, in a way. Yeah. Um so this, this was definitely a very different take on them. He was just very stern and calm and collected, mm-hmm. yeah, which, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. which again, I mean, maybe could have been, could have been developed better if it was a bit more flushed out because like a, like, I really wasn't sure. I was confused, um, about the whole, uh, what was the company that was trying to hire him? That bomb company yeah. or something? Like, we, wh- like, like
0: what? We weren't Sure what that company was at all he is just like they were gonna give him a job that that had better hours and good money
1: and just so that he can kind of get back to his family life and then he kind of struggles with Mm -hmm. because you know he keeps he keeps going to confession he goes about every 24 hours to confession um even though the um the father says that you know you're not you're not a bad guy. Why do you it's keep coming? Yeah. Why do you keep coming to confession? But yeah. you know this this is healthy for him. He needs this. This is his personal time, um, and this is his faith, and it's important to him. So it's and then at the very end when he's kind of talking about like you know this job, like I, I was reading some reviews about about the movie, and they were kind of describing this this other company as like the devil. Um, cause the guy kept offering him cigarettes every time he saw him and it was, I, I, I didn't really see that. I mean, yeah, they were just kind of like another tempting offer and everyone on set mm. was smoking. It was just, Yeah. I don't know that that was just what it was like at the time. But then at the end he was kind of telling father, like, I don't really know which job to pick. Like one, one would be better hours and I can be with my family more. But this one, I feel like it's the, like, I feel like I need to do this. But, like this is the right thing to do. But like, uh, I feel like that was such a that was such a big statement to make and and it stuck with me yeah. and I keep thinking about it but like but what what was like why do you feel like this this <laughs> this like studio producer exec job is imp- why does it feel like it's the right thing to do I don't I don't quite understand. Yeah like, like again d- it's just these <laughs> little things that are hinted to you and given to you that seem to have be full of meaning yeah. but aren't really given to you properly not like you they're not backed up. Yes, exactly.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, like I mean, he did kind of help Diana, like figure out a work around so she didn't have to get married, and it was like, that would like was that what what made him excited about continuing to work as a studio exec, like solving the problem that his lead actress is pregnant and she has to get married, like it kind of it, it was like, I definitely think it humanized the people. But just from what I've been like, like listening to lately, and then also us watching that episode of Young Indiana Jones, I feel like, because I've been listening to this, this episode, this, this series called You Must Remember This, and I told you about it the other day. I'm like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like, I've been listening to, I think I listened to like 60 or so episodes of this show, and all it is is just Karina Longworth, who's a film uh, reviewer and like write a book, um writer she had has this entire podcast based on the lives and like uh the the, like actual trials and tribulations of the movie industry in the entire 20th century so she goes Mm -hmm. through from you know the beginning of the movie industry like the silent film era stars all the way up you know until the 90s um like people who and and it's like their whole entire stories and their crazy nights and crazy things that they did and i mean honestly it is you're gonna love it because it's so it's it's incredible to listen to these people from the past like doing crazy shit you know yeah and yeah. just hearing yeah. them like all the stuff that they had to go through and so she goes through like basically like mini biographies of people um and and it's it's so interesting. I just I really recommend it, but to to my point is like I've been entrenched in this kind of view of what Karina Longworth sees the the past like and to me it just kind of was a little jilted in this movie. Um but but definitely the, the visuals were there for this movie. I think that they they were like on the nose gorgeous about what the kind of campiness and, and beauty that the fifties have you know.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely agree that the costumes and the filming was all was all amazing. But yeah, kind of to your point about kind of being stuck in this, not stuck, but being surrounded by these um vintage Hollywood stories and kind of just how crazy and corrupt Hollywood is and just um <clears throat> and like stereotypical Hollywood can be, which we talk about a lot on the podcast. Um mm-hmm even when we kind of got to the part where george clooney gets kidnapped and he's kind of introduced to this communist group like they yeah. even kind of bring up like how writers are treated and kind yeah. of how how this the studio runs as a whole and how corrupt it could be i kind of thought it was going to delve into that a bit more like with the whole kidnapping and the ransom and but it's all all just very glossed over and i like wanted yeah. i don't, i wanted more drama this this movie like josh brolin handed handled things so effectively and just things (laughs) happen so quickly and resolved so quickly yeah yeah that that no like no climax was reached like it was just and like like no drama happened i don't know i like i I don't want to say that like i'm always expecting drama but like it would have it would have made the story a bit more exciting um because I mean Hollywood in itself is exciting even with its dirty secrets and, and everything else around it I mean it's beautiful it's beautiful and and ugly like it's it's everything
0: yeah Um. I, yeah like if <laughs> but like it's so hard because like I could name all these things that happen in this movie where you're like that's resolved that's resolved that's resolved and it's all like kind of hilarious you know and mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. it, it all just has this twist of like that's so funny and strange and I think that's what that's what the reviewers of this movie are seeing is the the little quirks of this movie like having channing tatum be the the lead of the communist writers and just kind of noping out of there on a soviet submarine and like dropping like his dog like jumps into his hands and he drops the hundred thousand dollars into the into the ocean it's the ocean <laughs> yeah it, it's just like you know and you're watching it because you are expecting something like grand and massive to happen but it's kind of understated And a lot of i think a lot of the coen brothers movies are like that where you're kind of just like watching it and it's and things are really unexpected and yet so calm and like calmly handled um so there you know but I did like enjoy things like I really enjoyed Alden Ehrenreich like he he was
1: fantastic. He was I loved so him good. so much. Yes. And
0: watching him in this movie I totally see how he got the solo role as well um just because of like his his mastery of of the character. I think he truly is a great actor, and it's, like, amazing to see him in the, in the role before Solo, and then I also saw him in that Beautiful Creatures movie, which was, like, a, like, a romantic drama set in the South, where he has kind of a similar accent to the person that he does in this movie, um, Mm -hmm. and I think, like, he probably was cast in this movie, because the casting director was like, oh my god, I saw him in this other movie, he's great, he can really pull off this accent, and he's, you know, so, I think... It worked out for him, and uh, seeing that like Western set was great because of again that the last episode of Young Indiana Jones, you know, uh, <laughs> hearkening back to that. Um, yeah, it, it's I, great.
1: I am just now realizing that he was in Solo. I I I, I thought he looked familiar, but he looks so different in Solo with with like the hair.
0: Yeah. Uh,
1: the Han Solo hair, okay, okay, I'm seeing it now. I was like, I was like, I'm pretty sure I've seen this guy in something else. And uh, wow. but yeah, I loved his scenes. I loved him uh, with uh, with, with Ray fights.
0: Oh, and, and Carolina. Oh, yes. I
1: loved his scene when he was trying to um, when he was trying to act in that part in the yes, <laughs> the, the lion. Yeah, <laughs>
0: what, what, what was he trying to say? Would a toi be so simple or something? <laughs> Would a to be so simple? And, but he says it in, yes. like Ray finds his accent and he can't actually do it. It's it's a hilarious little scene, you know. It's it's very silly.
1: Yeah, I'll I'll definitely agree that it was probably more of a of a comedic route to take with everything kind of just being handled. Like, how do you handle a kidnapping like so easily? Like, it's just like, it just <laughs> Things just happen to fall just fall into the right places, and and Hobie just 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 somehow saw Channing Tatum at on his well on his date date uh, with Carlotta, and then follows him to his house. Yeah, and it's like just, it's 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 what? very funny. It's all very fu- it's it's funny, but also like very dry. Like I didn't find yeah. myself like like you know up chucking with laughter, but but the scenes were very humorous.
0: I think, like, I personally would have liked a faster-paced movie when it came to this. Like, a little bit more pizzazz. Um, That would have, like, landed the comedy for me more. I know that the Coen brothers make movies like this, and I'm not knocking them. But it's just, the pacing was so slow. Like, the editing was, it was just so simple and, and just, like... Okay, one thing to the next, to the next, but there was, like, this comedy in there that I felt was hard to notice uh, sometimes. And if it was a little faster paced, I think it would have set, I would it would have landed better, you know?
1: Yeah, and I think that's maybe because, I mean, other than, like... And maybe it was just how maybe a lot of the lines were delivered. They really weren't delivered in a very comedic way, and that could maybe be why it's felt almost dry at times. Because it was like the story itself is supposed to be humorous, but maybe how they were being delivered was 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 in bit a bit more of a drier
0: humor yeah. kind of yeah. way.
1: Totally. Because um, I keep I keep kind of wanting to. Um, Compare it to like the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, which is yeah, kind of like in the western aspects, but also kind of like in the little short story aspects. Like, yes. I wonder if this yeah. would have maybe been
0: better as a vignette,
1: almost, yeah, as a yeah. little vignette I- I instead just of thinking one long that story. Too.
0: Yeah. Look at, uh-
1: alessandra
0: i was seriously thinking that like i was like watching this movie and like and you before you just said that i was thinking maybe i should bring up that this would be better as and then you fucking did it exactly oh my god this this is why
1: we started the podcast
0: (laughs) i definitely could you could still have a story through line you know yeah but but just in like you could have the same story but within the the, like, smaller things of the personal characters, right? So if it was, like, a vignette and you followed the whole story, like, mm-hmm. several mm-hmm. times over, and then you kind of get to the end where Alden Ehrenreich comes and gets George Clooney, like, that would be the end, you know? And it would just be, like, it could kind of have a an ending. It have multiple endings that were kind of t- strung together, but with one giant, you know... Uh, plot semi like focused plot you know it just yes, yes. It, I think that yes I think that it could have been <laughs> exactly. restructured as vignettes yes. exactly
1: <laughs> yeah. oh man
0: because I oh, do man. love like I loved Ballad of Buster Scruggs
1: so. it was so good <laughs> yeah,
0: the, <laughs> whole, so the good. whole thing as, as a piece of art is like amazing and so you know yeah definitely yeah um, any anybody else that we want to mention in this movie? I mean, there was just Tilda Swinton, so fucking hilarious. Um, very yeah,
1: and the <laughs> fact that Josh Brolin could—I mean, I know I know he knew who he was talking about, like when the scene was set. But the fact that Josh Brolin's character would know which sister he was talking to—I uh... like. I didn't know which Tilda he was talking to. Like, if it was Thora or... What was her name? Thora Thessaly. or Therry, Thessaly. Thessaly? Okay. Yeah. And, yeah. like, I thought Tilda just kept uh, changing outfits and coming back as the same person. I, like, I... It, oh, my gosh. Her character was so funny. Yeah, um, that was. And I, one was more like a gossip columnist, and one of them was yeah. more like a... Like, she wanted to be a real uh, journalist <laughs> and talk yeah. about real stories.
0: Yeah, and she really wanted to... She really wanted to break the story about how um Lawrence Lorenz like had a had a fling with George Clooney's character when they were filming his first film. Like
1: Yeah, like on Wings.
0: What was it called? She kept saying, Or I will release the <laughs> on, on wings, wings of Desire or something like that. <laughs> yes. And, yeah. And it was like that the story was that like they had they had been romantically involved, like <laughs> And it was just like, oh, we don't talk about that. We're not going to talk about that. It it just was, it was very silly.
1: Yeah, and how we didn't know what that was until the very end. And I was like, I was like,
0: why? What, what's,
1: what is it? What's happening? Yeah. And Josh and Eddie Mannix, which I kept reading in articles that Eddie Mannix is um, kind of portrayed on, on a real life studio exec, like a, like a a real person Mm -hmm. um, who, who, uh, even though Eddie, I think Eddie's character is written a bit more morally, where the yeah. where the person he's actually based off of like isn't like it's actually a very think, yeah. corrupt person. Yeah, I, I don't know, um, but yeah, are there any other? Thing? I
0: I because I've been listening to that that um, that other podcast about the the twentieth century people. I wonder if it's Carl Lindley, studio exec. <laughs> That's all I got. I don't know.
1: That <laughs> sounds kind of familiar.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: M- ma- just. I. <laughs> hmm. Did one don't- of the reviews actually say a name? I don't know. I don't remember.
0: Uh, okay. I'm going to hmm. go to the um, plot keywords here. Okay. Um, They are film within a film hollywood uh, yes. communist conspiracy screenwriter and western movie uh yeah okay that's i mean that's yeah the, sure yeah that makes a lot of sense
1: um <laughs> the tagline is lights camera abduction really
0: <laughs> so <Ugh>. silly wow <laughs> oh my
1: gosh Let's see if there's any fun trivia
0: I wonder, Frances McDormand, I, like, really wonder how that scene with the, with the scarf really came about. Like, that probably happened to somebody, you know, when they were, they were editing a movie, and they just, like, got sucked into Oh, the...
1: I loved that scene! With, um, with, uh, oh, what's her name? Is her Frances name- Frances McDormand? Yes! I said I her name, I don't think scene. you heard me, yeah. I wasn't, I was, I was reading the trivia, sorry, I can't do two things at once.
0: Yeah, it's Okay. <laughs>
1: Uh, Let's see Uh, So this this trivia is really cute Um, So for his role as Hobie Doyle, Alden learned horseback Riding, rope tricks, twirling guns And playing the guitar He has stated twirling the spaghetti, mimicking the lasso, was the hardest part of his role. That looked
0: so complicated. He was was. so fucking cute. I can't even. He's so cute. I mean, he just. too adorable. He's so fucking cute. Like, I definitely, it's hard for me to not like this movie because because of all the little things in this movie. Again, these scenes were
1: so great by themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Like, they were. They really were. And all these characters were so awesome. I like wanted to see them more. But yeah, and then oh, and then when he took out his teeth on his date, oh my gosh, that was hilarious. Oh my goodness. Let's see, is there anything else? <laughs> uh.
0: Well, um, I'm gonna look at the Metascore now. It okay. says it got a 72 Metascore, which. I don't know what was going through my head, but I was watching this movie and I was like, okay, I don't love, love this movie. I remember thinking for some reason that it didn't get super good reviews.
1: That's what I remembered, too.
0: (laughs) What happened? (laughs) Why Why did we think that? Like, the two of us were like... Yeah, this movie didn't do so well. It didn't get very good reviews. Like,
1: Yeah, why do, why, do I re- why do I remember looking at Hail Caesar's IMDb at some point and seeing that it had, like, a 60-something? Like, why is that so clear in my memory? Like, I don't know. I,
0: I don't know. I'm going to read the, the rap 85. It says, The Coens revel in both the glamour and the squalor of post-war Hollywood with a film that more than makes up in wit and flash for what it might lack in substance.
1: Okay. Hmm. Okay. Let's see. Which one do I want to read? I I never look at any of these beforehand, so I'm just like reading through these right now.
0: Yeah. Let's see. I like the Green Crush one. Oh, I could read
1: that one. Um. Okay. Screen Crush gave it an eighty. Uh, beneath the sometimes hysterically funny gags, which I wouldn't have even, whatever, <laughs> is a surprisingly thoughtful examination of the same issues that bubble through Joel and Ethan Cohen's more serious pictures, the folly of man, the nature of faith, and the terror of trying to figure out what path through life is the correct one to take. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that, but again, I wouldn't, like like, yes, the story was funny and I did chuckle at some points, but I was not hysterically laughing. Like, uh, I don't. Yeah,
0: know. like I think I think more that we're thinking about it now. Yes, but like in the time we're watching it, you're just kind of like, oh my god, this is.
1: Like this the is one funny. scene that I was that I was smiling through. Yeah. Was was definitely when uh, Ray finds and and uh, Hobie like like during the whole directing scene like that like I was laughing during that part. Yeah. Um, and then when, and then when the scene was actually, like, he changed the line completely and he just, yeah. he just made him say, yeah. it's complicated. I was like, there you go. There you go. He <laughs> can say that. He can say that. <laughs> that part was funny. I like that part. Um, do we like any of the other ones, Alessandra? Since, uh, since you seem to know which ones are good to read. Let's see.
0: I just, I just read faster than you. Like, you, you sure do. Emily can't read something really quickly. She has to like spend a lot of time looking at each word and letter. Yeah. I
1: I, <laughs> I look and I and I ponder and I feel the emotion of every word as I read. So it's it it takes me some time. Um, I like the variety. I have, I have... Oh the variety one?
0: Yes. What was your quick update? I'm sorry.
1: I was gonna say that I've thirty pages left of little women. <laughs> I was going to let this, the colonels the know.
0: Golf um, clap for you, Emily. Ever,
1: ever since talking about little women months ago. I still haven't finished the book, so that's a little update for you. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, the Variety one, let me see. Variety gave it an 80 also. This gorgeously crafted romp through the backlocks and Malibu enclaves of Hollywood's golden age tosses off plenty of eccentric comedy and musical razzle-dazzle before taking on richer, more ruminative dimensions, ultimately landing on the funny, sad question of whether life is but a dream factory.
0: I like the dream factory thing. I think like, I I like that there was a kind of narrator for it, but I just didn't think it was extremely necessary.
1: (laughs) Yeah. That narrator part, I was like, okay, Okay, which again would have would have been a lot more useful if, if this was more like vignettes.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> um. Oh well. Uh, this. Yeah. Okay, so I, I just don't think it's really necessary to read read like the the ones that think it was flat. Um, just because we've no. already said all those things, so you know that's really we we, we said it. the same things that they said. I mean generally, yeah. Uh, okay. Just that they think like, yeah, like it was kind of a miss. It was just like things are things are falling flat sometimes and the story wasn't as as good. Um
1: all right. All so right.
0: I guess we can try to figure out what the next one is. What's the next letter? I uh
1: H I. Oh shit.
0: I, I, I got to look.
1: I In forgot. it o oh. I'm Ooh, looking at it a is it a I have a feeling it's got it's got my main man Daniel in it.
0: Oh, really?
1: Does it have Daniel Day Lewis in it? I
0: don't know. I'm looking Did I pick I? I think I picked I. I think you did. I think I picked Hail Caesar because like yeah, I think you did. I, I was like, we have not watched this movie. Um movie alphabet, here we go. I is I am love.
1: Oh, Oh, that's right. Oh, it's by the, it's by the same director that made, um, what was it? Was it, it wasn't, i like, I don't know. You're the one who chose this. <laughs> oh, it was, it was because we watched another movie by the director that we really liked. Mm. Let me see. 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 Uh, oh, I hope it's the. Is it the two thousand nine? It has Hills, it
0: has Tilda Swinton in it, which is fun. Oh, yeah, Luca yeah. Guadagnino's movie.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Call your name, right? Ah,
0: uh, yes, yes, yes. Great, yeah. because I watch *The I I'll have all of these Luca Guadagnino movies underneath my belt.
1: Oh, I haven't I haven't seen that one yet. *The um, you said
0: right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. great. Well, now I'm excited about that. Oh, oh, oh. Okay,
1: awesome. I'm excited. Cool. That's why I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, if you enjoyed uh, Hail Caesar or this episode, please leave a comment. You can leave a comment on SoundCloud or or Facebook. Just search All by the Popcorn. If you want to rate our little show we have here, give us a little uh, whichever, however many stars you want to give us. It really helps others find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and uh, Stitcher. And uh, if you need notifications on future episodes that we release you can follow our various social media. We've got Twitter at by the popcorn and s- Instagram at all by the popcorn podcast and uh, you can email us any suggestions for movies you'd like us to talk about um, at uh, our two emails we have all by the popcorn at gmail.com or all by the popcorn podcast at gmail.com. And uh, we do have merch, and we also have a YouTube channel. It's uh, just search All by the Popcorn Podcast. And we have our, we're slowly putting up our um, previous episodes, just the audios. But hopefully, one day we will film ourselves recording and have like a live episode, maybe as well, like stream a live episode. So that's mm-hmm. just stuff that we kind of look forward to doing now that we have YouTube. Um, I think that's it. Was that yeah. It?
0: That's it. Thanks for listening, everybody. All
1: right. Thanks, everyone.
0: Bye. Bye. Hey, it's Paige
1: Desorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.